Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. For those of us that live in these United States of America, that are citizens of this wonderful country, we enjoy so many blessings from being citizens. I cannot get over the fact that God in His grace, for His purposes, His mysterious purposes, uh, has allowed me to be a part of this great country and to enjoy all these blessings. Well, I want to tell you that I am also a citizen of another country, and that is a heavenly country. So many years ago, back in April of 1966, as a 10-year-old boy, uh, the Holy Spirit drew me, and God saved me and made me a follower of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and made me a citizen of heaven. And because of that, uh, because of that citizenship, I enjoy so many blessings um, due to that citizenship. And you see, the blessings that I enjoy here as an American citizen is temporary. But the blessings that I enjoy as a heavenly citizen, those blessings are permanent. In First Peter, uh, the, Peter is addressing a group of people who are scattered physically throughout what is now modern-day Turkey, uh, and they are aliens. They are citizens of another country. They're in a country that's not their own physically, but spiritually, they are citizens of heaven, and, and they are aliens in that sense. And they are aliens that are experiencing persecution, and it's escalating. And, and uh, Peter is writing them to encourage them and to tell them how to live as citizens of heaven while they're here on this earth. And, and in this passage today that we are dealing with, uh, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 12, uh, he is uh, telling them about God's blessings to them as aliens, uh, as citizens of of another country. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, the scripture says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from, whom, from, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble estate into conformity with the body of His glory by the exertion of the power that He has even to subject all things to Himself. Oh, we are citizens of, of heaven. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 14, it says this, For here we do not have a lasting city, but we are seeking the city which is to come. Uh, the city that we live in now, the country that we live in now, is not a lasting one. It, it is temporary, but we seek the city which is to come. We are citizens of another place, and as heavenly citizens, we enjoy blessings of that citizenship. And, and uh, the Apostle Peter is beginning to let these people know what those blessings are. In, in uh, verse 3, he says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And so therein is the first blessing, and it is this. He has caused us to be born again. God. God caused us. That's something that I just want to emphasize. You didn't save yourself. You didn't have anything to do with your own salvation. You weren't going down for the third time. You were already down and dead. 
you were dead, but God raised us from spiritual death. He caused us to be born again. Jesus talking to a religious leader, a great teacher in, in Israel named Nicodemus in John chapter 3 verse 3 said to him, you must be born again or literally born from above. He had experienced physical birth through his own mother, but Jesus elaborated to him uh, that, that he had to have that spiritual birth, that birth of the water and of the spirit that spiritual cleansing, that spiritual regeneration, that, that uh, life that the Holy Spirit would, would give to him. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses um, 4 and 5, we hear, we hear these words. Uh, and by the way, in verse 1 it says, You are dead. You are dead in your trespasses and sin. But verse 4 says, But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And so this uh, causing us to be born again is all about Almighty God taking somebody that is spiritually dead and incapable of anything in terms of our own uh, relationship with God, and He brings us to life. He breathes life into us. We are born from above. We are born again. And it is according to his great mercy, the scriptures say here in verse 3. All of it is motivated by the great mercy, the great mercy of Almighty God. And mercy is, is not getting what you deserve. That's what mercy is. We deserve eternal separation from God in, in a lake of fire, in, in, in hell. But we, uh, by mercy, are, are being born again. And he says we're born again to a living hope, a living hope. Think about that. That just living hope, that's just eternal life. We're born again to eternal life. And that word hope there, that hope equals certainty. I just want you to know that. You know, I, I hope that 2018 will be a very good, healthy, uh, productive year. I hope. But there's an element of uncertainty there because I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what 2018 holds. That, that word hope, the way we use it, uh, carries with it an element of uncertainty. But here in the scriptures, there is no certainty. Hope equals certainty. And I'll tell you how that is. To a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That, that living hope is based on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, how certain is that? You know, in a previous podcast, uh, in a previous series, I talked about the risen Christ. The resurrection of Christ is something that was witnessed by many people, uh, over 500 people at once. Uh, Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And so uh, the resurrection of Christ was a certain fact that happened. And based on that certain fact, we are born again to a living hope, hope equals certainty. And so those that's just blessing number one out of being a citizen of heaven. But then blessing number two comes in verse four, where he says, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. So uh, that second blessing is we will and have obtained an inheritance. Now an inheritance is is what we get, you know, what is what is uh, there for us. Uh, as a matter of fact, it says reserved in heaven for you. So there is an inheritance that's reserved in heaven for me. When I pass through the door of death, if Jesus doesn't come first, you know, if Jesus comes first, then it's a instant translation into his presence bypassing death. Wouldn't that be great? 
But uh, if Jesus tarries his coming, uh, then I will go through the door of death. And through the door of death opens up the opportunity for me to gain that inheritance, that inheritance that's reserved in heaven for me. What is that inheritance? And by the way, it's, de- it's um, defined here, it's described as imperishable. It can never perish. It is des- described as undefiled. This is a pure inheritance, not defiled. It's, a, it's described as it won't fade away. Way. This inheritance will never, ever, ever go away. This is a uh, forever inheritance. What is it? Well, uh, according to Revelation 21 uh, and 22, it is God's presence. It's no curse. It's no sin. It's no death. It's no sickness. It is joy. It is relationships. Uh, I love, love, love Revelation chapter 21, verses 3 and 4. It says, this, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. There's the presence of God. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no longer any death, no longer any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. Oh, I love it. Revelation chapter 22, verse 3 says, There will no longer be any curse. You know, this earth is under the curse right now, and we struggle under this curse, but there will no longer be any, any curse. And the throne of God and the Lamb will be in it, and His bondservants will serve Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads, and there will be no longer any night. And they will not have need of the light of a lamp, nor the light of the sun, because the Lord God will illumine them, and they will reign forever and ever. That, my friends, is our inheritance that's on reserve, that's on reservation in heaven for us. That is one of the beautiful benefits, blessings of being a citizen of heaven. Can you imagine how these people that are reading this letter from Peter in the midst of all their persecution and suffering, in the midst of being in a, in a foreign locale physically, uh, are feeling now as, as, as uh, Peter tells them about what they can expect uh, as they pass through the doors of death? Well, There's a third benefit in verse 5. He says, Who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Protected by the power of God. What a benefit. That speaks to the believer's security. In John chapter 10, verses 20. Uh, 7 and 28, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. There it is, straight up. If you're a true follower of Christ, you are eternally secure, protected by the power of God. Uh, Case closed. And that is in spite of trials. Verses 6 and 7 say, In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Peter says, look, in spite of the trials that you're facing, you are protected. 
And then in verse 8, the word of God says, And though you have not seen him, Jesus, you love him. And though you do not now see him, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. There's benefit number four. You have joy and glory from believing, though not even seeing, Jesus. Uh, Jesus said, Those that that have uh, not seen me but believe, they are blessed. And we are blessed as citizens of heaven because we can't physically with our eyes see Jesus now, but yet we believe and we experience the joy and the glory from that. And then the fifth and final one is the obtaining of salvation. Uh, And what the scriptures say there, obtaining is the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. And that uh, obtaining means presently receiving for yourselves. It is the ongoing salvation. You know, we've been justified. We've been, we are being sanctified. We will be glorified. This is is that salvation that we currently enjoy, that is a benefit of the Lord, uh, of being a citizen of heaven. This salvation was searched out by prophets of old, according to verses 10 through 12, and yet they didn't see it, but it was meant for us, and we are beneficiaries of that. Praise the Lord for that. Aren't you glad today that you are a citizen of heaven with all of its benefits and blessings? Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.